Spook. Yes. What are you reading? It's a Stephen King novel, The Dead Zone. The Dead Zone? What's yeah. that about? I think it's about Collingwood's last quarter. Welcome to the Collingwood Rant. I'm Sly. And I'm Dead Zone Spook. Spook, so we lost the Geelong after a scintillating third quarter, which had everyone... On their feet of the tips of their nose. Orgasmic. Yes, and that too. So how would you feel about the game? Um, it's a tale of two cities, really. Um, I, I, I had a brief discussion about this on the couch. You should have been there. Um, it's... it's because it's early in the season, it's it's glass. I'm I'm glass half full. Like if we were doing this on Saturday night, I would have been ropeable beyond belief. I was I was a bit angry. What if we're doing it in the last Saturday in September? No, that's not likely. Um, it's likely. But I think in the cold light of the next day, um, and on the back of, of some of the stuff McRae said in his his press conference, I'm almost ready to invest in in that that learning thing um so in that respect i'm forgiving however i'm not forgiving of the fact that you surrendered such a large lead but there are probably acceptable circumstances that aren't acceptable okay so i just look at it from in terms of a loss i'm glad it happened because just wake up you're not fucking that good <laughs> you need that? and you need to learn because this has happened in every game we've played this year we've given up momentum at some point it's fortunate St Kilda was shit when we played them, and Adelaide is shit. Geelong isn't entirely shit, so they were able to, able to overrun us. Floyd did mention... Did you see the press conference? I didn't see the no, press conference. I read no. the snippets, but he did um, uh, He did allude to that, about the, um, the consistently statistics wise dropping off in the last quarter. And it's something that they... Well, he said that they have to address, which is, you know, fair enough. And what worries me is that when these momentum shifts have happened, Colin would just don't touch the ball at all. It's seriously like we're not out there anymore and the other team I mean we used to criticise Nathan Buckley occasionally for the counter attack goals where they'd just be going you know the opposition would get possession of the ball and they'd run forward and it'd be no one and they'd kick these easy goals and that's actually happening now the amount of times the opposition not just Geelong killed in Adelaide did it too where they went forward and they've got the whole forward 50 to themselves it's like everyone's been sucked up too high and the opposition's got an easy goals so that, to me, is something they really need to fix. If we're going to criticise Buckley, when we criticise McRae, understandably, it's only his third to fifth game if you count the practice games. Well, I think, I think that's it. I think, I think the, the issue is, is when the... And then we saw it in the St Kilda game. When the pressure intensifies, they do fall apart. And I don't know whether Chris got banked on that or whether it just happened that way that we... Or, you know, potentially we... we had such a scintillating third quarter that we just completely ran out of legs as a result of it. Well, it could be that, or it could be an attitude thing where they thought, well, shit, how good are we? Which is, again, it's good that they lost, and if that's the case, well, I don't it's, know. It's a humbling experience. It's actually interesting that you can have that sort of great third quarter without actually... Um, I mean, Elliot was pretty good, side bottom was good, Adams is good, but it was, for me, there was no really brilliant on uh, best on ground for a Collingwood. And that last quarter, there was a lot of players who... Uh, I don't want to say capitulated, but they weren't great. A lot of the kids weren't great. They had very quiet ones. Reef McInnes, really impressive debut. Yep, great. Um, Quayna started really well, but faded as the game went on. Uh, Pendlebury, he's not a young player, but Pendlebury's first half I thought was great. Second half was diabolical. 
Darcy Moore should have went and sang the song with the Geelong team. He was that bad. That was a shocker. That and that this that this is always my issue with Moore as a defender. It's like okay, he's a great interceptor and all that, but just as a pure defender, he's not a great defender. Um, and it's, it's, even oh, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll disagree a little bit with that. Of course you are. But I think he gets caught out a fair bit when he's up against the big bodies. I'll tell you my problem with Moore is he falls so far off his his opponent. That first goal where I think um, Dangerfield marked and then passed it to was it Cameron. And if you saw more in the background, and this appalled me, in the, yeah, the background, he wasn't just miles off. He was just casually walking back to the fence or to the full back line. You know who he reminded me? He reminded me of fucking Eckhart in Batman just before he gets shot by the Joker, where they go to this wide shot and you just see in the background, Eckhart's just walking casually. All this other shit's happening. Yeah, yeah. Until the Joker goes, Eckhart, think about the future. It's like, turns around. That was more. He was just walking with no interest in anything. And meanwhile, his opponent's running off him and getting him up. If you're going to be a fucking defender, your first priority is to actually defend. Now, if you want to be this rebounding defender, then McRae has to use you the way Essendon used Dustin Fletcher and Alistair Clarkson used Gibson, is then put him on the worst forward and then just get him to f- drop off and provide that intercept. Yeah. Not- I don't know. I, I thought right from the outset he was off. It looked... I think his first chase, he just looked a couple of yards slow. I don't know whether he's... He, I mean, I think side bottom had... And I don't want to make an excuse... He had gastro leading into that, which caused his cramps. You just wonder whether something else has, uh, may have impacted uh, more. I don't, I don't, that was uncharacteristically bad. Yeah. I think the, that entire performance. Like Normally he would um, redeem himself, but he was just... He just was terrible. What did you think of Grundy? Was he playing? Oh, he had a decent third quarter when he fell back to just grabbing that out of the ruck and kicking it. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's that that same old thing, though. I think you judge him a lot harsher because of the the pay thing. I mean, we could be talking about this every week. I think no matter what you do, you look at him and think that should be better. I should be seeing better. I just look. I saw him drop back, and he just he punched balls that he should have tried to mark. And again, that's been my criticism. He doesn't play as a ruckman. He plays as a ruck rover. He's a great ruck rover. I want to be a great ruckman. Uh, so that's my issue. It's like, well. Look, just bring that beg in, you know, and let ruck him. I did, I did pass comment at the end of the game, and again, that's the benefit of hindsight, but this would have been one of those classic games in the last quarter when you had to drop a tall back that is probably capable of, of either marking or bringing the ball to the ground in front of him. The Cox would have been perfect in that scenario, but you, I mean, you wouldn't have picked him on the, on the full rollage of, of you knew what was coming. But I think when that option was there, you can at least rely on him to have a crack in defence. He's... He's done it a number of times and, and proven adequate at it. Oh, look, I even think they should have just dropped my check oh, back. Yeah, me, was the obvious one as well. Or even just swap I mean, my check ball's not going up the other yeah. end. What's he doing? He's up there scratching his nuts. Get him down there and at least try something. He switched Cameron back down there. Yeah. And Cameron was effective. But he fucking, it's not going up the other end. He's not doing anything. Throw him down there as an extra loose man. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you should be trying to protect that lead, but I don't know what the... And can I point something out? And I'm going to criticise Elliot, who was probably one of our best, because he got the one shot in... Oh, that was terrible. ...in um, the final quarter. And it's like, you know what, Collingwood players, if you're fucking pretty much straight in front of the goals, then walk in straight and kick. Not fuck these little snaps. Fucking Majek tried a banana kick from the slightest angle. Everyone is, that, else, is that the one that's still um, yeah. on its way in orbit? Yep. And then the others tried these little snaps. I mean, Henry... Had that snap, which he was the only one on an angle. Then Ginevan got the free when he was dumped by Atkins. And he went for the snap. I mean, he got it. But it's like, why are we snapping this? I, reckon it, I mean, everyone's doing it these days because obviously mentally they think it's easy to do. But surely 
as a technique, that's a harder ball to kick than a drop punt. Yeah. What you're going to do is drop the ball flat, kick straight. Well, if you're dropping it on an angle, you're hoping to strike the ball first before you've already mentally calculated the swing and the angle of it. It, it just seems too complex to do. Well, it, there's I a... mean, Elliot, he, he, how often does he ever try those? No, yeah, I know. Well, and it's a fucking clutch shot. There's logic to kicking that snap around the corner around the boundary and it needs to be a natural hook to it. When you're pretty much straight in front, I don't understand it. It's just really stupid. And to me, it's actually lazy because if you're saying, I'm going to do this instead of going for just a typical straight kick, it's like you're saying, I'm just not good enough to trust in my skills, so I'm going to snap this because I think that's easier to do. And it's just, it's fucking weak. It's piss weak. I don't want to blame accuracy for the loss because we were talking about this earlier. Now. Maybe if um, you know, were accurate, then Geelong would have kept up or they would have fired up and they wouldn't have let us get ahead. But when you need people to be nailing shots, it's just fucking disheartening when you no, say, oh, snap, it, snap, snap. And especially when you have those patches of dominance, like in the first quarter. Those misses were... You just you think at the time, they're gonna, surely they're going to come back and bite. Well, the modern game is about momentum. So you know... For, you're going to occupy this time and then the opposition are going to get their shot at it because that's just the way the modern game goes. So you have these pockets of momentum. When you have the, your momentum, you really need to fucking capitalize. You don't need to be screwing around with party tricks mm. when party tricks are not required. I mean, if I was McRae as coach, and I did ask Colin if I could coach and they declined, but if I was what coach, was I, I know. If I was coach, I would just be saying, I don't want to see that shit. I'm fine for you to do it if you're on somewhat of an angle, but if you're relatively straight in front, then just walk in and kick a straight fucking ball. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yep. How about that thug, Jordan DeGoey? I can concede a little bit that the tackle was was ugly at the end, but I think um, Dangerfield contributes a little bit to this. He does tend to sort of try and throw himself out, which contributes, I reckon, to the momentum. If you look back at that Burgoyne footage from 2020, and no doubt it's doing the rounds by now, it's almost textbook identical in terms of he gets hit, he flings as much as he gets flung. And I think that carries across and he hits the deck. Now, you know, it's being condemned and it's horrible and you know, it's another reason why Degoe should never have been allowed to leave America or something. So um, Dangerfield got up completely unaffected oh. by it literally bounced up like a jack-in-the-box and um, played on. I'll say two things to this. Pendlebury criticised Dangerfield or to the umpire said he's staging when Dangerfield was held and somehow propelled himself forward. So I'm not sure how he flung himself and Pendlebury said to the umpire, you know, you should be getting in for staging there. Um, Geelong players have a record of staging. <laughs> Joel <Yeah>. Selwood. <laughs> there you go. The other thing too is, I don't give a fuck about this sling rule. You have players tackling one another who are like, you know, like 80, 90 kilos and the op- the opponent, the person getting tackled is resisting it. So, sorry, sometimes you're going to have to put some force into it and maybe that's going to result in a swing. I fucking hate these rules that they have now where they're saying, you know what? You can't tackle. That's all it comes down to. But you break that, that thing down. I mean, he's running through at, at, at a reasonable pace, I'm thinking. He's a big bloke. He's 80, the, 90 kilos. The guy has got two options here. I either tackle him and, and, and roll him, or I let him fucking go up the other end and kick a goal. Yeah. That, so well, what is it that they're trying to take out of the game? But that's what I'm saying. You're actually telling players your actual recourse, which is a tackle, is no longer a recourse unless you don't sling him. And the reality is sometimes just with um, angles and trying to stop the player and getting, you know stop his motion, you are going to be slinging him. 
It's just face fucking reality. You have 90 kilogram players running at full tilt, making split nanosecond decisions. Sometimes players might get hurt. It's not actually malicious. It's just part of the game, you know? So fucking accept it. The goalie gets the spinner for one week where, I don't know, Dangerfield's not concussed, is he? He, he jumped up, he played, he finished the game. Yep, that's right. And somehow Jordan Dugowie is suspended for a week. And Col- oh, let's just go quickly. Should Collingwood have challenged that? Fucking oath, they should Okay, that's all we need to say. And that shits me that they took the weak, simple option out. Um, I, was, I was joking, well, joking, half-joking to you. you. You probably think the outcome of this would be that there'll be a quiet word that, well, Dugowie was injured, he was going to uh, miss the week anyway. So, you know, what's the difference? But you need to make a fucking stand, Collingwood. You need to be, instead of copying this shit endlessly and being the butt of this stuff, fucking take them on. What does it cost? It, it, there's, there's no impact. It, 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 yeah, big deal. We've got all this fucking money that we, we, we keep talking about we're going to spend and, and the first opportunity you get, no, just, we'll accept it. You'll accept it, it's fine. You know, even if you lose, at least you've got to be seen to be taken on. It's the optics of these things. You know, you got every fucking Collingwood supporter up in arms about we always get fucking shafted when everybody else gets off. Now, I mean, that's probably a gross overgeneralisation. But there is, a, there is a sense that that's the case. And the club needs to stand up and take this stuff on. If anything, just to say, we don't believe in it. The fact that you've just said he'll accept it and move on, you, you just look meek. I'll... I'll, I'll... If I was Collingwood president and I did ask to take that position... And, Is there and any roles that you didn't ask for? No. Uh, no, no, it's just those two, the coach and the president. I could have done both. You could have done that and then sung a one-man band. Well, Eddie McGuire's doing it for years. Um, <laughs> but... Do better. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Uh, if you look at that um, that offence, if you go back to Maynard with the spoil on Lloyd for GWS and the attitude was, well, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd went down, he got concussed or whatever, and when that happens, that's it, you're fucked. Or well, what about Kruger colliding and knocking himself out and getting rubbed out? But I was just going to say, with Dangerfield, none Wouldn't of Wouldn't you contest that? that? Yeah, I would have contested that. But with Dangerfield, none of that happened. He got up, he played. If I was Collingwood, if I was president, as I should have been, but if I was president, I would have said... We're going to accept that decision as long as that's the decision every week, every game for the rest of the year. If we see one where a player is not suspended from a sling tackle, I don't give a fuck if the other player is concussed or not. We are going to kick up such a stink. We're going to unrain unholy terror on the fucking AFL because that's going to show a prejudice in that decision. And I would have put that out there and said, this is the bar you have fucking set, AFL. And if this is not the bar you're hitting with every one of these incidents then you are full of shit. Yeah, that's right. But so, anyway, at least I can uh, console myself that um, Solwood got a couple of weeks for choking Ginevan. Okay, so let's get on to that, because that... You, you're telling me I didn't get that right. No, so I think Ginevan got a whack from Kane Corns. Uh, Kane Corns said, to go after a real player is respected see, I mean, as Joel Selwood to lose in your eighth game. He only had six touches tonight, so clearly he didn't have an impact the game. Well, he got a goal, you fuckwit, so he had some impact. It was small, but he did something. I actually, I'm going to just say this straight up before you get angry. I'm going to take my temper somewhere. Joel Selwood, love him as a player. I think he's fucking brilliant. Even the, the dropping to his knees doesn't bother me. As Nathan Buckley pointed out, it's in the rules, so fucking exploit it, okay? I think he's the best captain in the league, one of the best captains. He just hauls Geelong over the line. But he's a fucking sniper. And that shit that he did with Ginevan, I've seen him do that repeatedly. Yep. Not, not particularly that action, but I've seen him sort of clip people and nobody says anything. 
He collared Ginevan in a fucking headlock tackle. Okay, I'll accept that. That was just high. And then he held onto him. And you can see he makes a second motion like to tighten his fucking arm. And Ginevan's face goes red to the point that Darcy Cameron and John Noble run in like, what the fuck are you doing? And then Saul so was like, oh, sorry. And the thing you got to consider here is Ginevan's falling to his knees. He's only being held up by Selwood's <coughs> um, headlock. And the media has said none of this. That weak prick, Kane Corns, has said nothing. He's bagged Ginevan. The rest of the fucking media just, ah, oh, it's such a disgrace that Collingwood fans booed Joel Selwood. Maybe look at why all that shit's happening. Yep, no, totally agree. And especially with the booing stuff, because we know it can't be racial. Well, okay, so I'll go into that, because I had that in my fucking thing. Collingwood is condemned, Collingwood fans, sorry, not Collingwood, the team. Collingwood fans are condemned for booing Joel Selwood. Where was his fucking indignation in round one when Dugowie was getting booed every time he got the ball? What, so there's a double standard here yet again? But what about, no, I mean, the fact that obviously all Collingwood supporters are evil because they booed him for being a sniper. I didn't hear any booing at the end when he was being clapped off. Wouldn't you be consistent if you were booing because, because you hated him or whatever the reason is? Well, no players ever get got booed except for fucking Joel Selwood, apparently. It's, yeah. it, it's, ugh, just, it, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, one thing I'll point out with Collingwood in the way they played a the game is... And this really appalled me, particularly in that last quarter. And we did this under Buckley, so I don't know if it's just habitual and held over from the Buckley era or if this is a part of McRae's game plan too. The amount of handballs the player's about to get crunched. Oh, but that's pressure. I think, you know, when they're doing that chaos thing and they're really controlling it well and they're confusing the opposition at the moment, I mean, it is quite impressive to watch them pulling off. But when that counter happens and they're on the back foot, they fuck up really bad. But there's a few times they had a run on and Fumbling. they handball to someone who was just about to get crunched and it's just like, it's one of those things where I don't want to be one of these idiots who's in the crowd, not the audience, the crowd's shouting, kick it, because, you know, you need to kick it actually somewhere. But the amount of times where I thought, yes, maybe just put it in the, kick it, you know, 30 feet in the air, 30 minutes in the air and fucking have a bit of hang time and run onto it rather than go for that extra handball which puts everyone under pressure um, and ends up losing the ball. And again, it falls back to that, that counter-attack where just everyone seems gone. So that is something they need to iron out. I saw McRae talk about, you know, we're going to work out if we can attack for four quarters or whatever. It's like, no, you can't because that's just no. not fucking realistic. Who, who are you, the Harlem Globetrotters? That's, that's it. <laughs> are we playing the Generals again this week? I think <laughs> our game plan might have a good succession, a good chance to succeed. Yeah, I mean, you can't predict what the opposition's going to do, so that's that's a bit of a strange one. I mean, but at least you can look at this in isolation and use it as a, as a, as a learning opportunity. And I think that that's going to happen um, not only for the playing group, but I think McRae has to use this as a, a learning opportunity too. He's only three games in in his career. I think, you know, there's probably a lot of things if he had his time again in the last quarter, he would have done differently. Subbing fucking uh, the uninjured player on for the bloke who could barely walk might have been one of them. Dropping Miacek down back. Miacek, I, I think he used to play as a defender. He may have been quite useful in that situation to stand the trend. But I think at the same time, it's also, look, I think Buckley was a victim of this too, that we've got the system. We trust the system. We should just keep going with the system. Oh, fuck, we lost the game. Maybe shake up the system. Maybe throw the system out at times where it's clearly not going to work in this particular instance. You've got to think outside the box. And that probably comes with experience. Oh, well, I haven't coached a game and I could have told you what to do. I 
think um, it, it's more like a chess game where you know sometimes you're playing for position, sometimes you're playing to attack, and sometimes you're just luring and you know you're playing to set them up. Rope a dope. Yeah, and I would have thought that going in that last quarter, I don't know what McRae said, so he might have said this, but he, I would have said to the players, Joel Sol was a, no, I would have said um, <laughs> Kane Corns. I, actually, if I was coach, I would have said, look. No one does that to one of our players, so maybe... Anyway... I want you to go out there and belt the living cane corns out of him. I would have said to the players, look, they're five goals down. You know what that means? They're going to fucking come out really hot. Really, really hot. Let's, for five minutes, just play extremely defensive, absorb that pressure, and then they're going to be spent, and it's going to frustrate them, and then we go on the counter-attack. Not let's keep attacking and turn this five-goal lead into a you know, ten-goal lead from that moment. I would have just said, let's just absorb their pressure for five or so minutes... And that'll frustrate him. And then we can go for the attack again. And then when we get a couple of goals, that will totally demolish him. So I don't know what the strategy was going into that last quarter. I think the most galling thing was just how easy. It was seriously fucking, it was training run, yeah. running around witches' hats. The amount of time they got it out from. And we fucking just played the, the flanks. Yeah. And it was like you, you play in those percentages. And that's that safety net thing. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was hard. It was a hard watch. It was a hard thing to, to see it go down like that. Considering how they played in that third quarter, it was extremely disappointing. To... Oh, uh, I just... The way they went down without a yelp, that's my biggest problem. Is he kicked... I remember watching it going, oh, we're on 90 points in the third quarter and they've said we've kicked 100 points twice, you know, uh, this season already and we only did it like once or whatever last year. And I think, oh, we'll get 100 points easy this this game. Even if we fucking only have an average quarter. We got one point for the game and that was mm. Elliot's little snap. Yeah. Um, it really, the way that all imploded on it and Geelong just ran over the top, it really was galling. Hopefully it is a teachable moment yep. where McRae can say, yep, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to learn and this is how we're going to move forward from here because they have done it in every game. They have sort of given up big chunks of momentum and just been walked over. But Well, it is a youngish developing side. So, I mean, you've got to concede that this sort of stuff's got to happen. It's never easy to watch. Um, but again, if you're learning from it and, and you, you, you're going to do things differently next time, um, yeah, you've got to just chalk it up as a learning experience. Um, just moving away from the game, Kane Corns tweeted after the loss, so Collingwood FC, who gets the GoPro? See, the thing with this twat is he is now just the world's, almost the world's most effective troll. He doesn't even believe any of the shit that comes out of his mouth. He is just trolling for reaction. And this is the media these days. Unless it's fucking crap that's going to inflame you or scare the living suitcase out of you, it's not worth printing or saying. I actually it's used... like John Ralph with his incessant need to, to point out that every one of our players who uh, has an indiscretion should be rubbed out for a period of time. No, I agree. Um, no, I was going to say, I mean, I actually didn't mind calling Sir because at least he was... He, he never sat on the fence, but this... Yeah, he's just flat out trolling now yeah and and this this so Collingwood FC who gets the GoPro I mean you suggesting there's a correlation between the GoPro and this loss did Chris Scott call in Geelong's um, charges at three quarter time and said you want to watch what Jack Ginnivan did after this and kill the game with this GoPro don't fucking let him do this to you is that what he did because otherwise it's just irrelevant and it's just I think it's best, petty the best thing to do with the trial is just to ignore them and they'll go away the more that we get inflamed, the more we talk about him, the more we give him a power base to keep doing this. Nick Dacos, rising star. Yes, well deserved. I mean, it was always going to come. Um, 
Hawthorne now embroiled in their own racial saga with champion, former champion, premiership player Cyril Rialli accusing key members of the club of being racist during his time there, including current president Jeff Kennett. And the Rip Jones saga? <laughs> the Rip Jones, I mean, I mean, how would you recover? It be, must be hard. No, I just I found that interesting because it but was. They've, um, sorry, before you continue. So, what, what are they calling their report? Is it a do better error report? I don't know. Do even better. Well, you can. Do or do not. I, I, I can guarantee they won't be um, conducting or commissioning any investigation into their past. Well, can't they get a bunch of progressives to write a report? But no, I'm just going to say, I mean, I'm not excusing Collingwood, but it really shows that this shit has been going on for a while. And while the eye fell on Collingwood, there's a lot of clubs that should be held accountable. This this only started with us. No, apparently. Same with the grandfather. I can't can't believe this is going on anywhere else. The media reliably told me it's us. We're the racists. Well, it'd be interesting to see how the media treat Hawthorne because not that um, I think Eddie Maguire's handling of it really, you know, it deserved the ire it commanded, but it'd be interesting to see if they get the condemnation that Collingwood did. Well, you imagine they will. You'd think they should. I, I We'd be opening the paper in the morning and reading about it, wouldn't it? There'll be outrage. If it's still What's Twitter papers? saying? Twitter's usually a constructive playground for uh, commenting on this sort of thing. Have they started uh, tearing him apart or uh, calling for his head? Surely, been... surely the whole of Twitter's up in arms. They like they like getting angry. Twitter, yeah, it's a it's a good thing in Twitter. It's 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 encouraged to be angry at everything. I've tweeted about twenty angry things in the last week. I see it. It's working. <laughs> um, so we're playing West Coast. Have we got any players playing West Coast? No, we're playing West against West Coast this week. What do you think? Because we were such on point uh, before you continue with the uh, with Cameron last week. Um, what do you think? Jeremy the chances Cameron, that is. Yeah, um, of, of twenty of West Coast players all coming back fresh, re- reinvigorating, having the game of their season this Saturday. Are we playing Saturday or Sunday? Uh, it's a four thirty-five. I think on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, yeah. I could be wrong, but oh, whatever we're playing, do you think they'll come out and just have that that moment? Yeah, West Coast is an interesting one because they've been in disarray the whole year with various things going on. Uh, you'd think that Josh Kennedy's primed for about eight goals. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, is he? Is he? He's playing, isn't he? I don't know. Like, it, I think Jakovic. I think they're having Jakovic yeah. come out. And oh, he's gonna, probably good for twelve after being uh, retired for twenty eight thousand. Yeah, I was going to say Peter Simic is probably. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good to see how Collingwood respond to this. Because it was pretty embarrassing after they've run out of legs. I mean, you know, what does that say for, you know, the rest of the season in round three, we're running out of legs. Kruger and Roughhead are rough chances to, to come back or come in. That'd be good. I mean, I think, look, in all honesty, if, if the two of them were playing against the Cats, I think that would have been a major difference in, in, in defending and going forward. But, you know, it's not to be. So, look, I'm happy... If they're both available, they'll slot straight in, and I think that'll be uh, that, that will seriously bolster us. So, However, they won't play; they won't come back, will they? I doubt it. Uh, side bottom went off with a cramps, which is just really weird because gastro related. I think they were talking about us. We had gastro during the week and cramps. I mean, I mean, I've got to commend side bottom because I've criticised him for uh, since the two eighteen prelim, and I 
you know, he looks like a totally new recruit at the moment. He's a he's a man reborn. Um, if he doesn't get up, he'll he'll be sorely missed. Yeah, and then you have players like Callum Brown who did well in the VFL. Well, the VFL had a good win again, didn't yeah. they? And some of the form in there is quite encouraging. That's Johnson. I think they'll have to they'll rush rush him into the big stage. I think he's got to find his feet at VFL for a while. Um, but there was a couple of who else played well um, in the VFL apart from what's his name? Porter. Porter did he? I don't know. I'd have him back in. I like him. It's um, where you fit all these players. Look at the moment. Like I was looking at the side. So you have guys like Finley McRae, Poulter. Poulter was, I thought, of the young guys, the best, most consistently mm. the best um, last year. Uh, McCrew is still not due back for a few weeks. But it's like, where do you fit these guys in? Like, who do you, who do you drop? And, and, and Well, you're going to drop to go. Oh, that's right. He's out. Um, but like guys like Kellen Brown, that I've said, I, I'm really interested to see how they go now that they're under a new game plan. As, you, as we're seeing, still side bottom revitalised. You know, we're going to see that with the Browns. And the thing with Callum Brown that we always said when he was playing on the Buckley is you've got to drop this guy because he's so out of form and it's not helping him playing him at AFL level. Now, he's at the AFL level. He's actually doing really well. So he's going to deserve a chance at some point. Oh, that's true. Uh, so there's a couple of guys, and Tyler's the other one. But there's Who's a few... the guy who's been emergency the last couple of weeks? Callum Brown? No, no. He was emergency. Well, he, I mean, he was a medical, medical sub. sub yeah. But uh, there was some other guy that was... Oh, Harrison? Yeah, two weeks for his debut. He, he must be knocked up. Did he play in the VFL? i got no idea. No, me either. I, I don't pay attention to we that. Don't, we don't do any research. I think we've established that. Uh, what do you, what's your tip against West Coast? We're playing here against the COVID-ravaged side. Uh, I expect us to lose by five goals. No, actually, I, don't. I think we'll win. I th- we should hopefully win. There's a couple of challenging games coming up after that. They're, 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 I think to go into... Because we everyone was predicting us to be 0-6, and six, to go in at, uh, at the halfway point, 3-1 with a win over West Coast, I think that'd actually be quite good. I, I think we'll um, I'll, I think we'll win by um, 18 points. Um, just tell me, did you pick up... Did you, did you watch the replay of the game with the commentary and shit? Did I watch the replay of the game? Or did you watch the game This live? is a trick question. Yeah. Uh, I, I did watch it uh, blind, uh, live. I don't know if you picked up, but the, the commentators might have mentioned that Jack Crisp has played every game at Collingwood since he's gotten there. Has he? Yeah. I mean, only mentioned it every four seconds. Well, uh, it's good. It's good that keeping us informed. Yeah. Uh, um, it just, I'd, I'd say Collingwood by twenty six points. It, I, I want to see how they're going to bounce back from this. Um, West Coast traditionally matches up pretty well against us, but they have been playing their waffle side for a while. So, you know, we might be playing a really um, undermanned side. So all these players that were out over there, are they like isolating, which so they can't train or anything like that. I was not aware, but you know, who knows what the rules you really, are? Anymore. You really would think that works to your advantage, surely. In WA, under Mark McGowan, they've probably been in prison or something. Uh, they've probably been hobbled. Yeah, well, that would mean that we'd recruit them. <laughs> uh, just one last thought about the loss to Geelong do I have to do I have to think about this anymore any 2018 grand final flashbacks <sighs> um, no no I mean at least that that, that capitulation happened at the, in the second quarter I think that would be worse to be in a position like just before the end of the third quarter we were 37 points up to be in that position in the grand final I would be. I, I would prolapse twelve. Um, all my internal colon um, uh, and intestines and colon, everything would would, would prolapse. 
I'd, I'd be beside myself. I don't think I could go through that. Because I'd probably... Like, even the, even the 2010 grand final, I was just waiting for it to fall over at some point late in the game. Um, no, I couldn't do it at that point. No, so no shades. Okay. Last thoughts? Um, rebound Woods, learn from, from it and um, come back fighting and, and, and give us the four points. What about you? I'm still available to be coach and president. Mm-hmm. And just finally, we did run a poll. Is Kane Corns a knob? And 100% of the people said yes. That's unanimous in my book. Did, um, I heard him Kane um, voted on that one. <laughs> he was the first one in, you said. I heard Chad voted on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a South Australian friend said on um, Facebook, there's not many people who can play 300 games or retire in a game without a friend. <laughs> well done, Kane. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Well, not, not physically. I don't care about him. Anyway, yeah. that's it from us. We'll and that's it from us. See you next week. Yep. Later. Catch.